the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for your personal bank show with Ferrets Tove, financial literacy educator and speaker, entrepreneur, and chairman of the board of a bank in formation. Take charge of your financial future with your personal bank. Now here's Ferrets Tove. Welcome to the Your Personal Bank Show. Well, the top news on the economic front is clearly inflation. And inflation, of course, recently uh, was announced at 9.1%. That's the consumer price index. The producer price index came out the next day at 11.3%. And I've been sharing on the show for quite some time. You've been listening. You know that I believe, and many economists believe, that the producer price index is actually a far better indicator and a, and a leading indicator in terms of where inflation is headed. And the reason is quite simple. See, the, the producer price index is the prices that producers are paying to make stuff that consumers then later buy. And on average, I've shared this before, that producers per, uh, purchase the items on average about six months after the producers make it. So it's a leading indicator. So if the producers are paying 11.3% more than they were a year ago, then that gives us a pretty good indication of where Inflation is going to be six months from now, approximately. So in other words, when the PPI is higher than the CPI, the producers are paying more. That is not good news for the future. Here's what I want to say to you. I'm going to be real direct with folks today because we're getting a lot, and I'm going to cut through the chase and cut through the noise because we're getting a lot of conflicting information. We're getting a lot of politicians trying to uh, downplay. In fact, Biden himself is saying the numbers are out of date because He's trying to say that the latest numbers, much of the, uh, these are the June 2022 numbers, by the way, are better because a lot of it was because energy prices were at all-time highs and they've already come down a little bit. That is true. But here's the bigger picture, and here's what needs to be understood. The numbers are continuing to rise. They are continuing to increase. And if we started doing everything right, it will, we've got another 6 to 12 months before things will get kind of straightened out. It doesn't happen overnight. We won't know we're at peak inflation until the numbers start to go down, and the reality is they're still continuing to climb. That it bodes very badly for the future of the economy. Now, I understand the Federal Reserve belatedly is raising or increasing rates aggressively. And by the way, these historical numbers, highest inflation numbers in 40 years, we keep breaking records almost every month, uh, will cause the Federal Reserve probably to raise rates even further. Now, there's even talk now, we'll find out, of a 1% rate hike coming up in the end of July. We'll find out soon, won't we? Now, as far as the economy goes, that's bad news. The stock market, for most cases, that's bad for business. That's bad for mortgages and real estate. 
In other words, it's bad for a lot of things. The only area it's not bad for is interest rate sensitive assets. I've shared earlier, your personal bank is one of those. So we're going to be looking at increasing rates. And with four, we're, uh, we're dealing with rates and interest rates, or I should say inflation rates at 40-year highs. We're going to see some pretty strong uh, interest rates. I think much higher than a lot of people even think or believe. Many economists have come out and stated that the reality is inflation will not subside until energy production increases and the, gov and the government spends less money. Neither of those two things are happening. In fact, the government is continuing to um, cause uh, energy to uh, not be <laughs> produced, and they're continuing. They're proposing to spend another trillion dollars. In fact, the uh, uh, Biden's econ chief economist uh, <laughs> came out recently stating that called for saying more spending will finally stop inflation. This is his national economic advisor, Brian Deese. The guy must be like, like an idiot. In fact, that's one of the things I guess I want to say, and I'm not going to hold back today because I'm getting increasingly frustrated by these overeducated idiots who call themselves experts. They are experts of nothing. In fact, Janet Yellen, who is supposed to be an expert in the Treasury Department and a former Fed chair, said she didn't see inflation coming. Now, either she's a complete and total idiot or she's gaslighting us. She just, she knew, but for political reasons, didn't want to say anything. I don't know which is true. Neither is good. Um, you've got uh, Jerome Powell, federal uh, Fed, Fed chair, saying basically the same thing. We didn't anticipate this. In fact, even the June CPI numbers, this is interesting, that came out at 9.1%. All the bank, all the predictions from all the banks prior to that coming out, none were that high. All of them were in the eights. Not one bank, not one predictor, not one quote unquote expert came out with a 9% uh, prediction. You know, I'm tired. I don't know about you. I'm just sick and tired of these so called experts continuously continuing to get things wrong. I think even when they're actually trying, actually when they're trying to get things right, they get it wrong. These are overeducated idiots, folks. And I think maybe we need to start looking elsewhere for experts. You know, I've been talking about look out for inflation since May of 2021. It didn't, in my opinion, it wasn't rocket science. You spend a bunch of money, you reduce oil supply or energy production, you're going to spark inflation. It's not that complicated. And these people that are in charge and are quote-unquote experts, and like I said earlier, overeducated idiots, I mean, th that's their job. I mean, it's not my full-time job to pay attention to macroeconomics. But any idiot could have figured it out, I think. Who, anyone who's paying attention, how's that? So I, I'm, I'm just sick and tired of you. Uh, Inflation was unexpectedly higher than I expected. Duh. And by the way, let me go on with this. Inflation is at 9.1%. You know what the consumer price index is, folks? It's a basket of, of different products that consumers purchase, and it's all weighted evenly. In other words, it doesn't even measure accurately what the average American family spends their money on. People go to this grocery store and the gas station far more often than they go to the furniture store, for example. 
yet the CPI weighs all those evenly or equally, so to speak. In other words, if you look at your actual spending, I've done some of that. I've done some budgeting with a number of clients over the past, oh, I've done it for the last 20 plus years, but recently in the past year or so, most people's actual inflation numbers, when they calculate what they're paying more in food, fuel, and, and housing, they're looking at more like 20 to 30% inflation in the past year, folks. I mean, just look around. I mean, we all know fuel is about 50% more than it was a year ago. And, you know, twice as much as it was two years ago. Um, things like food, many of the foods, eggs, and, and any of your, uh, gosh, any of your proteins, obviously, are all up 20 to 30%, okay? I mean, just about all foods are up at least 10%. From, the la from a year ago. So my point is real inflation. The real inflation numbers are in the solid double digits for most people. And sadly, this is what's most sad. And this is where I think we need to pay attention. Not many people are talking about. This affects the middle class and the poor folks more than, you know, more than others. It, it, it doesn't affect the rich as much. And the reason is simple. is because a smaller percentage of their income or assets is spent on the basic necessities. Obviously, for someone who's more middle class or, or, or lower income, a higher percentage of their income is actually um, effect, you know, is spent on the basic necessities. So this is a tax, really, this is an inflation tax on workers. There's a great article that came out by the Wall Street Journal uh, just recently. And what, under, what you need to understand is average real weekly earnings are down 4.4% in the last 12 months. In other words, yes, there have been increases in income and wages and things like that. But the inflation, and this is based on the 9.1 number, by the way, um, is eating all that up and then some. Now, why is this such a big deal? Folks, those of you that remember 0809 and the Great Recession, the the real wages, real wage loss then was about 2%. We are double that. In other words, the Great Recession was tough on a lot of people. Again, primarily the middle class and, and the lower income folks. Okay. But the real wages, this is what you know, what people are earning or what they're losing, fallen, is over 4%. And like I said, in the Great Recession, it was around 2%. That's twice, that means it, earnings, income, is twice as bad as it was in the Great Recession. Now, there were a lot of there was a lot of money thrown into the system by the government, and that's part a big part of the reason why that we have the inflation we have. Federal government spending too much money, putting too much money in the system. And, you know, there was an all-time high savings rate going into this, but that is quickly being dissipated. That is quickly being used, okay? And what we're going to see is this inflation continues, and folks, it's going to continue for a while, barring some major, I'm talking major change, okay? We're going to see this for, a number, I think, for several more years, okay? Now, I don't, I'm not saying it's going to be at 8 or 9% for several more years. Please understand, I'm not... I'm not a doomsdayer, but I do believe we're going to have higher than average inflation, well above norms, for the next three or four years easily. It could go on longer. If it, if it repeats itself like in the 1970s, 
think about it. There were actually, it was a twin recession. We had a twin, uh, a high inflation scenario. We had one in the early 70s, both caused, both caused by energy problems. And then the second one in the late 70s, the second one was worse than the first one. So just because whenever it is we get out of this one, doesn't mean we're totally in the clear. Now, the other thing we need to understand about what's going on here is we have an administration that basically has little or no understanding of economics at all, just by their actions or statements. And I saw an article recently showing that this administration has in, in the top 50 or 60 people has little or no real world business experience. They're all attorneys, career politicians, community activists. In other words, they don't, they never had to meet a payroll. They've never had to like um, run or build or manage a business. And so they have little to no understanding of how things really work. Plus you had on top of that, their agenda their green energy agenda, which we're going to talk about more in this next segment. What I'm going to recommend is if you want help in navigating this economic hurricane, the tsunami that we're dealing with, and folks, that's what it is. I, I hate to be a pessimist, but I'm being real with you. Contact me at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. I can show you how to increase the rates of return and reduce your risk. Stay tuned. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Tove. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. I've been, I came on pretty strong in the first segment, but I think rightly so. If you understand, I've been sharing for quite some time that Inflation is going to be a problem. It's going to get bad, and it's going to get uglier and worse before it gets better. And I'm saying I don't, I don't know if we've, we're at the peak yet. I don't know if we've seen the worst of it yet. And we won't know that until we start seeing the CPI and PPI numbers start going down. The producer price index numbers, like I said, at 11.3, that's horrendous, folks. That's even the government themselves stating that inflation is double digits. And any person worth their, with any common sense whatsoever, who goes to a grocery store or a gas station knows that inflation is in the double digits. The average household is actually approaching 20 to 30% inflation over the last year. The average household, depending on how they spend their money and what their income is. Lower income is getting affected even more. And let's face it, when it comes to rents, I'll give you a couple examples. I was reading an article with a, with a major, I'm talking a major landlord, an institutional investor, talking about how recently they had raised rates pretty much across the board, rentals, in multiple cities across the country, 30%. 30% increase. I have one of my clients that has a small apartment complex. And he wanted to change. He wasn't trying to raise the rents on people. He was actually, he had fixed it up and he wanted to turn it into a short-term Airbnb type rental setup. So, so he can make more money, you know, get more. So he raised the rents by a thousand dollars a month per apartment. Folks, this was a significant increase about almost 50% of what he was charging. And he said, I wanted everybody to move out so I could change this to a short-term rental situation. 
To my surprise, this is what he stated to me just a few days ago, every single renter stayed and are now paying $1,000 a month more than they were even a few months ago. Folks, that's the kind of stuff that's happening in the real world, okay? I don't know if it's over. And so you need to buckle your seatbelt. We, we have a, a leadership problem who have no understanding of economics. And worse, worse than that. I mean, if they were inept, that'd be one thing, okay? Because um, maybe they could learn and, and learn from their mistakes. But what makes it worse is they have an ideology. In other words, for many of them, this is preferable. They have a green energy ideology. And the problem is they're doing, and so this is all intentional. This couldn't, it couldn't be better for them. For, as far as economically, it could be worse for the country because we're going into a situation where energy prices are high. That is going to continue to exacerbate inflation, period. We have a situation where the government is spending far too much money. The government should be like any responsible, fiscally responsible household or business. When you have an economic crisis, what's the first thing you do? You cut back and reduce spending. Of course, our government hasn't done any of that yet and is still talking about spending more, doing more bailouts and stuff. They're wanting to spend another trillion dollars. Folks, if they do that, you're gonna see even worse inflation, period. It's not politics, it's math, it's economics, okay? But on top of all that, okay, so we got the, we got the high inflation. We got too much money in the system. We have high energy prices. We also, unlike the 1970s, have high record high debt. You never ever want to go into a financial crisis situation carrying debt. Every rational person understands that. Every financially responsible person understands that. Because when you go in carrying a lot of debt, like our federal government has record debts, 30 trillion is what they admit to, you still have to service the debt. So that's like a that's like a weight that's slowing everything down and making it all worse. Okay. So even if they start doing things, some of the things right, like increasing energy supplies, reducing spending, they still have to service the debt. They from an economic standpoint, this administration, if they had tried to make things worse. I'm not sure how they could have. I mean, maybe there's something that could have been done, but my gosh, they they pretty much covered the basis. So we have a recession in, imminent, as many, many economists are now saying, and business leaders, and well, frankly, any rational person with a basic understanding of economics understands not only are we imminent, it's actually, we're already in a recession. I know it's not official, but let's be real. We are in a recession. If you live in the real world, you know it. Now, I, I was starting to uh, go to this whole situation with the leadership, current administration being completely and totally incompetent in terms of economic issues. But to make, again, make matters worse, they're ideologues in terms of, of energy policy, particularly with green energy. Look, I have no issue with solar and wind. Most people don't. But what I have an issue with is pushing an agenda and forcing economic pain 
unnecessarily on people that don't deserve it. The real solution to energy and the real strength of any energy policy would be, would be uh, diversification. In other words, what makes something strong is knowing that you have various options. You have solar and wind and nuclear and coal and natural gas and all of the above, in other words. My point is, each has a, its own strengths and weaknesses, period. That's, that is following the science. That's following the physics. That's following the engineering. That's a fact. No one can argue that. No reasonable person can argue that. By having a diversified energy supply, that's what makes our country strong economically. And folks, our economic strength has been probably the key source of the strength of our country, well, for the last hundred plus years. It's what has made us strong in terms of being able to protect ourselves, being able to protect our power elsewhere. And by weakening that, we weaken ourselves as a country. So it becomes actually a national security issue. See, this whole idea of Biden being in the Middle East and trying to get asking oil, the Saudis, the Middle East for help with oil is ridiculous, beyond ridiculous, because a true green energy person would not care where oil was extracted. In fact, they would want it extracted where it would be the cleanest, right? Guess where oil and natural gas typically are extracted in the cleanest manner possible? The United States. In other words, we all share the same air. This is this, you know, if, if one country pollutes more, it's going to impact the air quality around the world. All right. It's just that simple. It should not matter where it comes from. It should matter in where is it cleanest if you are truly believed in green energy. But these folks don't really believe in green energy. If they did, they wouldn't fly around the world in their private jets. And, and it's, it's about money, folks. It's about control. Okay. I'm coming up on a hard break, so I'm going to stop. Contact me at the toll-free 866-268-4422 or your personal bank for more information on how to take control of your finances and whether this economic snub. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. I've been so fired up with inflation and all that, I forgot to mention, I'm going to be in Boulder, Colorado on Thursday, July 28th at 11 a.m. at the San, uh, Sanitas Brewing Company. I'm speaking for J-Rock. It's a, um, it's a real estate investment group in Boulder, and I'm excited because this is actually my first speaking engagement since COVID. Uh, prior to COVID, I was actually speaking around the country at a number of it, a real estate, or I should say, investor groups about the personal bank concept. I'm going to be uh, introducing the concept and sharing some of the updates with the interest rates and, and what's going on with the bank lines and all that, and how to navigate this and continue to get positive arbitrage and obtain a 4% borrowing rate on your money. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. In the very near future, that's going to be the cheapest money in town as the Fed continues to increase rates rapidly. 
So again, I'll be in Boulder, Colorado um, on uh, Thursday, July 28th uh, at Sanitas Brewing Company. If you want more information, contact me at toll-free 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Back to this whole thing about the inflation, the agenda. I, I love this one. I mean, it gives you an idea of this green energy thing where it just doesn't really work. So if you remember last winter, Texas had a lot of problems with energy because they, they had a cold streak and the windmills, they, they went, Texas probably, I don't know, more than many other states went kind of all in on this whole solar and wind thing and took tons of money from the federal government to build, expand out their, their grid. Now, and that's what's interesting is they're, you know, one of the top oil producing states in the nation, but they went heavily on solar and wind. And many, many Texans last winter froze. They had no electricity, no heating, no power for days. I have a good friend of mine who lives out in Dallas suburbs. She was fortunate. She had natural gas. Interestingly, she had a gas fireplace, and that's how she was able to keep her, her home from actually freezing. She, li she, she lived in her living room next to the fireplace for several days because there was no electricity. You know, folks, that's the kind of stuff that happens in third world countries, not in the United States. And the reason it didn't work is over-reliance on one source, not diversifying your energy source. Folks, that'd be like, you know, I have a lot of investors on here. How many of you would go out there and buy one stock? Like put it all on one stock or two? Nobody would. And why not? And you, that's incredibly foolish. You're, you'd be an idiot. No matter how good that stock was, you wouldn't put all of your money in one stock. No, that's never, ever recommended because there's no diversification. There's too much risk. Well, what's the difference on energy uh, supplies? You put all your eggs into electricity, for example, solar power or wind. I mean, that's just dumb, okay? It's just plain dumb, all right? I don't know how else to put it. Well, Texas, because again, over-reliance on wind power, guess what? Now they have record heat in the summer, and when it's hot, the wind doesn't tend to blow as much. Duh. Again, I'm not a solar power meteorologist expert, but I know when it gets, I live in Phoenix, man. When it gets hot, the wind doesn't blow, okay? And anybody, you know, I used to live in Missouri, outside of Kansas City in the summers. It'd get pretty darn hot. And typically, when you have some hot heat heat wave, heat days, man, it, it, the wind doesn't blow, does it? I mean, any idiot knows that. And these experts, quote unquote, again, overeducated idiots think it's a good idea. And so now, <laughs> in Texas, they're asking people to voluntarily turn their thermostats up, turn their air conditioning off, and not run any major appliances from the hours of like 2 to 8 p.m., 2 in the afternoon to 8 p.m. Now, folks, I told you I live in Phoenix. I've been to Texas in July in Texas at 2 p.m. It's freaking hot, okay? And they're having a heat wave, and they're telling people to conserve energy at the time of the day they need it the most. I mean. There's some folks that may die from this, okay? This is, I mean, it's deadly serious, all right? It's not funny. 
they need to diversify their energy grid pronto. And any anywhere in the country that doesn't diversify their energy supply, are you, you, if you have anything to do with it, decision-making on that, they need to change their direction. That's just foolish and stupid, okay? It's like buying one stock and putting everything on one or two stocks. No one would do that. It's, it's just plain foolish. And again, it proves how relying on one source of energy, no matter how good it may be, is just plain foolish, okay? So if you want to learn how to navigate this financial hurricane, contact me, 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. I'll tell you what, dividends are doing nothing but get going up. And we're getting more and more positive arbitrage. We got 4% money locked in for several years. It's get Your personal bank is getting better. So stay tuned. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. And look, if you've been missing what I've been sharing today, talk about inflation, we've been talking and discussing energy policy and what needs to change and how this whole green energy push is showing itself to not work. Let me give you one last example. We talked about Texas freezing in the winter because wind overlies on wind energy and the windmills froze, froze up. So they didn't turn. So people froze. Um, now, the windmills aren't working very well. They're at about 10% capacity because they're having a heat wave. And guess what? When it gets hot, the wind tends to do what? Not blow. So they're having a huge shortage of energy because, again, over-reliance on one source of energy. That's like buying one stock, putting all your money on one stock. That's just foolish. I'm sorry. No two ways about it. You need to diversify your energy grid, Texas. And so does a lot of other places. And stop having an over-reliance on just one or two sources. Solar and wind by itself ain't going to do the job. You need all of the above. You need that and nuclear and coal and natural gas and whatever else you can get your hands on. Okay? Well, let me give you one more example. Tesla has put out a message to folks in Texas requesting them to not charge their cars during the hours of 2 to 8 p.m. because there's a shortage of energy. Just like they're asking Texans to uh, not run or turn their thermostats up or not run their air conditioner and not run any major appliances during the hours of 2 to 8 p.m. Folks, Texas in July, 2, 2 in the afternoon, it's freaking hot, okay? That's when you need the energy. And that's what's so crazy about this. And what if you got you bought into the whole deal about the electric car and now <laughs> they keep bragging about, hey, you don't have to use you know fuel. Oh, you can't charge it now because there's not enough electricity. So now you're stuck at home in a hot house because you can't turn your air conditioner down. I mean, this is just ludicrous, folks. <laughs> if it wasn't so ludicrous, it'd be laughable. It just, there, there have to be people around the world, places that are not necessarily our friends, like China and Russia, that are just laughing their freaking heads off at us as a country because we've been the strongest economically, militarily, and all that. We've been a, a great place to live, and we're just doing incredibly, incredibly stupid things. And this energy policy is one of them, and it's just proving itself repeatedly. Um, before I, I'm going to get into some, I've got a few other things. There's some good news. I want to get into that. Before I forget, though, 
as I shared, I've got my first speaking engagement since uh, since COVID, so I'm pretty excited. I'm going to be in Boulder, Colorado, Thursday, July 28th. I'm speaking at uh, for the J Rock. It's a real estate investment group uh, at at 11 a.m. at the Sanitas Brewing Company in Boulder, Colorado. 11 a.m. Thursday, July 28th. If you want information on how to attend, how to get in, uh, contact me at toll free 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. And obviously, if you have somebody who lives in the Boulder area, I invite them. Love to meet them. That would be great. I'll be introducing the personal bank concept. I'll be sharing how the interest rates are enhancing dividends. So our, our, our cash value policies are going to be paying more in the future. We've got 4% money locked in, borrowing money for the next several years. And folks, as the Fed keeps raising interest rates, I met with a, a very, very significant real estate investor last week. He's interested in funding a policy to attain the 4% borrowing rate because as he stated to me, very soon, Ferrance, you're going to have the cheapest money in town. I said, yep, I know that. So this your personal bank thing is getting better, folks. As our economy and interest rates get worse, this actually gets better. It's one of the very few things out there right now that's doing well and continuing to improve. So again, contact me. 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Now, there's a couple, one other thing I need to share. And this is really important for anybody that's... Uh, interest in economics or investing or anything like this. It's this ESG thing. And what if you don't know what ESG is, it's what's called environmentally um, social. Let's see, it's environmentally, socially, I forget what the G stands for. Uh, the bottom line, uh, socially responsible, my, my bad. Environmentally responsible uh, investing. Now, here's what's interesting about all this. First of all, the administration and many of the woke investment companies, led by BlackRock, by the way, if you're invested with BlackRock and you don't believe in the current direction of our country and energy policy, I strongly recommend looking elsewhere. But the bottom line is they're really pushing this ESG, this environmentally conscious investing um, to really starve the energy companies, particularly the oil companies. They can't get funding. I mean, they, they can put out as many leases as they want, basically, but they can't get if they can't obtain financing. And many of these are billion dollar, multi billion dollar projects to extract more oil or natural gas. It's a moot point. OK, that's something that that's been a bigger deal to the energy industry than even the administration's um, shutting down the pipeline and all those things. All right. We got to stop encouraging that stuff. If you're invested in an ESG fund, I strongly recommend if you don't believe in what's going on, get out of it, okay? We can vote with our feet, folks. We can vote with our pocketbooks. But here, here's the secret. I always say, if you want to understand why, why something is the way it is, why you have so many people pushing ESG, environmentally, socially conscious investing, it turns out that the fees that BlackRock, for example, charges for a typical investment, mutual fund, whatever like that, versus an ESG fund. The ESG fund funds, on average, charge five times more fees. And interesting is you dig into it and you determine what companies these funds are investing in, 80 to 90% of the investments on an ESG fund versus a non-ESG fund are the same. In other words, they're adding a few companies or removing a handful of companies 
calling it environmentally socially conscious and then charging you four or five times more. In other words, folks, as I always say, follow the money. So it's a huge, and I mean a huge, moneymaker for Wall Street. That's the bottom line. And, and by the way, they're also doing how they, you know, there's been a lot of, there was a lot of push for the past decade or so in reducing fees and, and fiduciary responsibilities and all that in Wall Street. So there's been a, a downward trajectory on fees under management and all that for the past decade or so, which was good for the consumer, but not necessarily so good for Wall Street. Well, guess what? They have now figured out a way to charge folks a lot more. And if that investment doesn't do so well, or they get challenged because the fees are so much higher, like said with BlackRock on average, it could be up towards a five times more. Well, the government's going to be say, well, you know, say, well, yeah, our investment didn't do so well. And yes, we're charging more fees, but we're doing the environmentally socially conscious thing. So it all sounds good. It all feels good. Folks, Wall Street executives don't do things because it feels good. They do things because they make more money. And so I, my hope is, and I know there's going to be some, so there's going to be some folks that um, will not be happy that I'm actually sharing that fact. But folks, check it out. It's a fact. And the more that information spreads and more people understand that, the better. Because, again, we can vote with our pocketbooks. They'll stop pushing these ESG funds if it's not financially beneficial to them. It's just they've got a lot of people fooled into thinking, oh, it's the right thing to do. Well, they're making hand, money hand over fist on you. Now, the last thing I want to share today is a bit, not a bit, but actually some, uh, some great news. So we were talking about, I know a few weeks ago, uh, the, um, the Supreme Court handing down some decisions that supported the First and Second, our first and second Amendment rights. Again, whether you agree with those rights or not, the fact that they supported our rights, protecting our freedoms, that's a good thing. That's always a good thing because all the freedoms are tied together in the Constitution. If you could take one down, why couldn't you take down another? That's something a lot of people don't think about. You may like, you, you may like freedom of speech but don't like guns, but if you can take down guns, First Second Amendment, why not then after the First Amendment? You know what I'm saying? It's a domino effect. But the Wisconsin Supreme Court, and I love this, I love this, has ruled that absentee ballots must be returned by mail or in person and, and no more drop boxes, no more situation where somebody can harvest ballots for someone else or any of that. That is now illegal in Wisconsin. Folks, that is good news because that is election security. That is election integrity. I am all for making it easy to vote, but hard to cheat. And I've said from the very beginning, after this 2020 election, when I learned, I didn't even realize that this was going on at the time until after, that states, many states, just blanket, and they talk about mail-in balloting. No, there's a difference. I was in the Army many, you know, several decades ago now, and... There was, and when the election came, when it was election time, they they came around with ballot. We had ballot requests for each of our states, and they said, "Hey, look, if you want to vote, you need to request a ballot because you're a legitimate voter, 
Okay, you just happen to be living out of state. I was stationed in D.C. I was a Missouri resident at the time. I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri. So, you know, I filled out a request for an absentee ballot because I was in the Army. And then they, I, a ballot was sent to me, which then I filled out and mailed back. Those are legitimate. And there's a track record of that. It's like, it's like when you order a package from UPS. There's a, tra- there's a tracking mechanism for that. Okay, tracking ballots is the key, folks. Look, you can go if you can go online and track your package when you order it from Amazon, or you can go on your UPS and see where your package is at any given time. We should be able to do the same thing with any ballot. But when they when the state blanket mails ballots, just blank, millions literally of ballots out to basically every address you know they have on their books, whether they're valid or not. That opens up opportunities for fraud, period. There's no, there's no tracking mechanism. There's no way of knowing whether that person who mailed that ballot back in was a legitimate voter or not. And that dilutes, see, everyone, every legitimate voter, I don't care where you stand, every citizen should be against that. I mean every single one. And there's only one reason, because it dilutes your vote. If votes come in that aren't legitimate, aren't legal, it dilutes your vote, folks. And if you're not against that, there's only one reason I can think of in my mind why someone would be for blanket mailing of ballots. It's because they want to encourage fraud and cheating and the opportunity for it. It's that simple. Look, if you can't get off your tail and go in and and vote, or in the rare occasions where you're in the military, like I was, or you're a college student, maybe living out of state, but you're a legitimate voter, and you can't take the time to request an absentee ballot for legitimate reasons, look, I have no sympathy for you. I served in the military, as I stated, partially to preserve the freedoms that this country offers to our citizens. And if you can't respect that, and that's not important enough to you to make a tiny bit of effort to actually vote or do what you need to do to vote, look, that's on you, man. Sorry. You you should take some initiative on that. Now, do I think we should have a national holiday uh, so people don't have an excuse about having to take a day off work? Sure, that's a good idea. There's a lot of things like that that can be done. But let's track the votes like a, a UPS package is tracked when you order it on Amazon or somewhere else for that matter. We should be able to track these things. We have the technology. We can do this, okay? And then we will have safe, secure elections, and everybody can be confident in our elections, much like they are in other parts of the world. If you want to increase your rate of return, reduce your risk, reduce your taxes, and see an increasing rate of return going forward and lower your borrowing rate when you act on excess funds to 4%, contact me at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. For more information on Your Personal Bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com.
This show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information. The presenter and guest on this program do not engage in legal, accounting, or tax advice. Professional advice regarding your situation should be sought if required. Products and riders may have limitations and may not be available in all states. Excessive unpaid loans may affect performance. Distributions may become taxable if not managed properly. Replacements may not be suitable for everyone. There may be charges when replacing coverage. Compare it when considering a replacement. Dividend rates and baseline of credit rates may change. Contact yourpersonalbank.com for current rates. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.